Hello, welcome to Skull RPG Podcast. My name is Dwight Skull. My name is Jacob Skull. And today we're going to teach you how to tell, tell your, your story. story. So to continue with our realization that we've been doing a lot of 201 and not 101. GMing 101. Yes, we should probably talk about the role of a GM. Sure. I think we've covered maybe part of this before in terms of like um, types of players, types of GMs. Yeah. Well, not really types of GMs, but like types of game groups. Mm-hmm. Um, man, that might have been a couple months ago now. But yeah, anyway, probably about that. Yeah. Well, let's talk about the role of a GM. So there's several different things that a GM needs to do. But the overall role of a GM is to get a gaming group together, like to decide a time and a place and a game. Like, is it D&D? Is it GURPS? Is it... I don't know, chess, that doesn't make much sense in role-playing. But it, what kind of game are you going to be playing with this group, right? Mm-hmm. And so the role of a game master is to figure out what kind of game you're going to be playing, when you're going to meet, where you're going to meet, and who's going to show up. Now, of course, the role of the player in this is to announce whether or not they're going to be able to meet or not, and then let everybody know before, hopefully, if they can, with enough time for the GM to pivot and plan appropriately. Yes, understand things happen. You know, um, some of us have some pretty crazy work schedules at times and, you know, things happen. But first of all, the GM is to basically have a group show up someplace and run a game. Now, the next part of the GM's role is to figure out what kind of story they're going to tell. And by that, I could mean like, are they going to grab a bunch of pre-made adventures from a D&D? Are they going to buy an entire book of that tells a seamless story for characters from like level one to 15? Are they going to just start doing one-off um, things they found from a um, like a Patreon that kind of fit the level of the characters? None yeah. of these are bad things, right? Are you mm-hmm. going to come up with your own stuff from scratch, which is kind of more of where we try to help out, but you definitely could use our stuff on the pre-mades to kind of supplement what you're doing and how to think about stuff. So the next thing that the GM needs to determine is, am I going to be uh, do it from scratch do it, use a pre-made, but then supplement, use a pre-made as written, that, those sorts of things. Um, now, there's advantages and disadvantages to all of that, right? Doing a pre-made as written, as long as your players are somehow the exact same testing group that were used to test that game, it works really well. I've yet to ever play with the testing group that have used pre-mades because apparently my gaming group, um, they like to think outside the box and like to do crazy stuff. And I'm assuming that my group's not the only group like that. Like, mm-hmm. I don't think you guys are a special unique snowflake and going off the rails. I've seen way too many D and D parody videos, comic books, you know, everything to know that my group is pretty standard. I mean, and they go nuts. Nights of the, Nights of the Dinner Table is all about that. So. Nights of the Dinner Table is a great example. Great, mm-hmm. cool comic book. If you haven't picked it up, go, go find it. It's amazing. It's hilarious. All right, that said, uh, then if you're going to do a pre-made with a supplement because your players are absolutely crazy and don't do the games like the D&D test groups do, like I'm thinking 98% of your groups are this way, then you might need to supplement some stuff, have a couple of back burner ideas and, you know, be ready for anything. And if you're doing your own game, it gets even kind of worse because then you got to build not only to be ready for anything, now you also have to build like the back, like the skeletal structure and put muscles and flesh on it where the pre-made gave you that. And you just kind of had to worry about, you know, the oddities. So, okay, that's one role of the GMs. Figure out now what am I doing? So where are we playing? What kind of game am I running? The third thing a GM needs to do is, in my opinion, create a, a safe place where no one's picking on each other, um, no one's picking on you as the game master, you're not picking on others as the game master, 
You're not belittling people. You're creating a place where people can honestly have the opportunity to have a good time and have fun. Because no offense, uh, gaming is an escapism. And mm-hmm. I don't mean that in a bad way. It just, it's literally what it is, right? Um, it's not food. It's not clothing. It's not drinking. So it got to fall into entertainment. Yeah. So if it's entertaining, then it's entertaining. So it's an escapism. Mm-hmm. So this is where we get to pretend to be whatever our character is, right? I'm a I'm a high elf lord in a Tolkien type of universe, and I have the following abilities, and there we go. And we're going to play out a, a really weird game because you as the GM are going to have a really weird game, and that's fine. And so the GM really is to, to provide an environment where people can have a good time and escape their kind of, you know, mundane life for the next two, three, five hours, whatever your game length is. And then, yeah, I go from there. So that kind of then necessitates into a lot of other things where you, the game master is simultaneously juggling a lot of different things. Definitely. So your players, all of them are asking about weird things all at the exact same freaking time. And you feel like a mom with seven kids now. I'm not even joking. You know, it's like three people in the room. Now it's like, yeah, uh uh-huh. So I still feel like a mom with seven kids. Like, you know. Um, And so you have that whole thing where it's like, you know, what's that guy look like? I'm going to – wait, he looks sketchy. I'm over here doing something else. Like, okay, shut up, everybody. What are you doing? (laughs) Like, good, you're getting drunk at the bar. I don't care about you. What about you, though? You're looking pretty sketchy at my game hook. So I got to make sure you don't kill him, you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm less concerned about you trying to pick up ladies at the bar um, in a mythological world with not even a tabletop mini for to, or I have to these deal ladies. with the bar performing now to try oh, to get God. extra money. Yeah, I'm trying to make some money for my, my stay tonight. Oh, okay, great. While the rogue's trying to pickpocket everybody. <laughs> yeah. Right. And it's like, and I'm really more concerned about the fighter who's given the shifty eyes at my game hook in the corner, you know. Don't kill Aragorn in the corner in the, in Bree, okay? Like, I need him for the rest of the game, okay? So it's that sort of a thing. So the Game Master is constantly juggling the mood, the atmosphere, the weird, crazy antics of players who have no idea what you're intending and they don't necessarily care. And at the same time, you know, some people would say it's the GM's job that everyone should have a good time. I disagree with that. Mm-hmm. Now, why I disagree with that, and I don't disagree with that as hard as I've seen other people disagree with it online. I've been in, like, I've seen some videos where it's like, the DM's job is not that at all. Well, no, the DM's job is right an atmosphere where people can have fun. You're not a draconian tyrant despot, you know. Your your job is to create an atmosphere where if somebody wants to put the effort in to have fun, they will. Exactly. It's, it's not your job to bend over backwards to the one player who's more content being on his phone. Yeah, and there's a certain point where you might want to have a conversation with that player or that sort of thing. But or figure out why and try to have buy-in. There's yeah. ways to work with him, but it isn't and, bending over backwards to create the game he wants to play and, and it exclude could be, everybody else. And it could just be that the player's on the phone that session because one of their family members is in the hospital and they're or is about to go into the hospital and they're just mm-hmm. making sure that everything's fine. That's not hard to do, and you don't have to be all school teachery and and you know shame them. It could just be a you know, hey, Joe, why are you on your phone? And if they go, oh, I got some important stuff I have to monitor. Oh, cool. No, that's fine. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, life life interrupts work and life interrupts entertainment. Totally get it. Thanks for being here, you know. So it's not the hardest thing in the world. Sometimes a, a really just open-ended question that doesn't sound very 
I don't know, accusatory is a lot, is a really good way to go. Mm-hmm. So anyway, so, okay, so you've, you've figured out who's showing up, where they're going. You figured out what kind of game you're playing, like in general, but you've also figured out how you're going to play that game, like build it from yes. scratch or play somebody else's. Now you're, you've worked on creating this environment and you're handling your players' crazy antics and you're monitoring to make sure that no one's just totally bored out of their mind and, you know, maybe throwing them a bone or two to figure out what they could do so they're not bored out of their mind, but understanding that it's a reciprocal relationship between the players and you for all mm-hmm. of you to build to have a good time, which is why I don't allow bullying at my table um, because I don't think anyone likes to be bullied. I'm imagining bullies like to bully, but that's not my problem. Uh, <laughs> the people on the end of that don't like to be bullied. So that is my problem. And at that point, honestly, now it's just a matter of, um, coming up and this is the hard part, you know, in addition to juggling these seven different requests, the hard part now is to come up with something engaging and interesting on a weekly basis. Mm-hmm. Again, a lot easier to do potentially with a pre-made because they got you moving through a certain set of stuff. Not necessarily always the case though. And I would just say this, that if you realize that something is just not going the way you want it to go, sometimes it's just better to put the horse out of its misery than it is to limp it along for the next eight months. And I literally mean that because, you know, gaming sessions are easy in the fact that they're over in a couple of hours or maybe five hours or less. But game campaigns are not easy because they typically, at least in my world, take about a year to work through. I mean, if you do the whole thing, start to finish. Mm Mm-hmm. And you could break it up using an act model where you teach, you do one act, somebody else GMs, they do an act of their stuff, and you come back, you do your second act, then they go and do their second act, and you can do that. That helps. But you're still looking at like eight to nine months of total time. So if your game just goes flat because for whatever reason, you know, try to save it, but also don't be afraid to just have an honest, you know, conversation with everybody and saying, you know, it doesn't look like this is working for everybody. So maybe we should just end this. What do you think? Or I've even done things where I'm like, okay, I don't think this is working like I thought it would. And mm-hmm. it sounds like you guys are you guys are getting a little bored. What can we do to make it better? And we just have a brainstorming session. And sometimes it's like, well, let's just skip it and go to something different. Or sometimes it's, hey, if we just change the story to tweak it this way, I think we'd be a lot more interested. We'll try it. And sometimes we still end up shooting the horse. I mean – figuratively no animals are hurt in the production of this podcast sorry <laughs> anyway a little humor there um no animals were hurt in the production of this podcast by the way my dog's in a different room so uh <laughs> but at the end of the day um don't be afraid to just put something out of its misery and supposed to just trying to keep it going and white knuckling it for the next x number of months so i think that's it we will see you tomorrow Hey, thanks for listening. And for more resources, please go to SkullRPG.com.